Welcome to the Modern Mamas Podcast. We're here to provide a safe space for open dialogue, insights, and anecdotes about empowered pregnancy, labor, delivery, parenthood, and everything in between with zero judgment and open hearts and minds. I'm Jess, a level one CrossFit trainer, a birth fit coach, and a licensed and certified athletic trainer. I have my master's degree in kinesiology, and I am currently studying to be a certified nutrition consultant. I'm the blogger behind Hold the Space Wellness, as well as a mom to two small kiddos. And I'm Laura, a certified CrossFit trainer, certified nutrition consultant, birth fit Santa Cruz regional director, and mama to Evie Wilder. I'm also the woman behind Radical Roots, where you'll find recipes, fitness insights, travel tips, consulting, and more. Please note that while we're here to provide advice and insights, we aren't medical practitioners and always recommend that you check with a trusted provider before implementing any changes. Thanks for joining us. We are so happy you're here. Hey guys, it's hello friends. <laughs> Jess and Laura here. We are so excited to record this episode. Um, it's going to be all about gratitude and celebrating the small wins and very Thanksgiving, um, you know, holiday, which we're all about. We've been talking about it for like weeks now, just off air. Um, how yeah, excited and the we are! Spirit. Yeah, yeah, the spirit of the holidays. My favorite holiday for sure. I actually, it's. I think as of late, I like it potentially more than Christmas, and I think it's because Thanksgiving means that then we get to get into the Christmas spirit. Yeah. But like when Christmas comes, that means everything's done. <laughs> so I like Thanksgiving because it's like the kickoff and family and food and thankfulness and all of it. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, I love Thanksgiving too. Um, and in our house, like it's. Christmas has always been my favorite. Actually, December is my favorite month. It's my birthday. It's um, our anniversary. It's Christmas. And now with kids, like Christmas is even more fun just because it's like, you know, I don't get as excited about the whole like traditions like as an adult, but to see them experiencing everything for the first time and getting super excited about putting cookies out for Santa and just everything, you know, that we do, it's like Mm. the best ever. I love it. I love the holidays. It's super fun. Um, Sweet. So I guess, so we're going to start with our usual updates and then we're going to dive into Thanksgiving talk. So we're going to talk about like a little bit about our traditions and what Thanksgiving means to us, but then we're also going to talk about just a basic gratitude practice and how that looks for each of us in our lives and how we try and implement it. Because I know it can be very beneficial. Um, I know it's huge for me right now as things are kind of been overwhelming coming back to work taking moments each day to practice gratitude has been pretty important. But before we dive into that, do you have any um, updates for us? I do. Um, Nothing like huge, but um, we are getting our dogs trained right now. Mm. Um, If you don't know, we have adopted, um, we've had them for about less than a year now, probably like six to nine months. Um, We've adopted two great Pyrenees, so giant white um, dogs that they're awesome dogs. They're the sweetest. Our kids love them so much. They just have really poor manners <laughs> and they're so big that it is, um, potentially hazardous to people. Like they just knock them over when they, when people come in the door with the kids, they get really excited and inadvertently will like knock them over and stuff. They also don't listen very well. Um, so basic like obedience stuff. We found a really amazing trainer locally that is, um, very positive, um, positive reinforcement based. And we've got like glowing recommendations from her and, or for her. And so right now Luna is off getting trained. She's the female. She is, uh, we got some updates about her recently. Um, she's been there about a week and the trainer is like, I have never seen a dog like Luna before because she lit it. Like she is not food motivated. So treats do nothing for her. Um, and she also will do like commands, but she does it on her own time. So like, for instance, like they're working on the like free command, like come and Luna will like just sit there and like stare at the trainer or whatever for like five minutes, literally. And then she'll slowly get up and walk very slowly to the trainer, like no rush, (laughs) No, like it's all on her own time. Like she, the trainer's like, she's totally happy with who she is. Like she doesn't, she isn't motivated to make anyone else happy. So it's been interesting. Um, she's there and then Ollie will go, um, in about a week. Um, we're kind of alternating. So that's been fun. Yeah. I'm excited because our dream was, you know, in getting those, these two, um, was to have them with us all the time, you know, take them places and, 
um, you know, just be able to like hop in the car and go with them. And um, right now we can't really do that just because they're hard to manage together. And so hopefully this will just incorporate them more into the family um, than they already are. They're the best dogs ever. I highly, I mean, do your research, but if you're looking to rescue um, a dog or, you know, get a dog, um, they have been amazing with our kids. Best dogs, best dogs ever. So that's been fun. Um, right now I'm currently sipping on my first ever legit matcha latte um, that I made at home. We, I, you know, we've been, I wouldn't say working with this company, but we got sent some products from Organic Evolution Matcha. And um, I've always been hesitant to try matcha because I know a lot of it is like really like not organic, um, sprayed with a lot of pesticides, just very like the process by which it's made is really hard to find good quality, like a source. Um, and so when they reached out, I was like, yeah, sure, let's try it. So made my first latte this morning um, and it is amazing. So far it's tasty. Um, so that's my report. I made it with some of the organic um, matcha powder. I did some Wild Foods Company vanilla bean um, powder, collagen peptides. Um, and I'll, I'll probably make a little post for this that we can link to in the show notes. But um, collagen peptides, hot water, raw dairy, raw milk, honey, cocoa, cocoa butter, and... MCT oil. It sounds like a lot. It sounds hard, but it's really not at all. And you don't have to put all that stuff in it to make it delicious. Um, I just like to put all the, all the superfoods in it. So nice. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited to give mine a shot. I got some too. I'm planning on making in the next couple of days, like a, a matcha fudge to snack Ooh. on in the morning pre-workout. I've been eating a crap ton of perfect bars. Um, mm-hmm. Those are expensive. They're not cheap. So (laughs) I'm going to try this and get a little extra energy boost. And um, I'm pretty excited about it. So I cannot wait for that. I would totally make that recipe. It's so fun. Like I, I, of course, you know, both Laura and I, like we make our recipe developers and we have our own blog, but it's fun to like, (laughs) I try, I try. It's it's kind of fallen off as of late. (laughs) Me too. I agree. Me too. But it's fun. Like when I see something that you post and I'm like, oh shoot, I never thought of doing that. Um, it's fun to like try other people's recipes yeah, totally. and stuff. So, uh, let me think, is there anything else? <clears throat> oh, um, this weekend we're celebrating my husband's birth. So the holidays is crazy. It's like all this, it's like my husband's birthday, my birthday, like I mentioned, um, anniversary, Christmas, a couple other family members' birthdays. So like we try and keep things from getting too crazy as far as like spending money in the gift department. So we like to combine to combine birthday, anniversary, um, all of that celebration in one kind of thing. And we don't really do presents. We'd like to do like experiences or dates, like go out, go all out on a date. So we actually are getting one of our first getaways. It's going to be in town. We're only going for a night, but we're going to, you know, stay in an Airbnb close to downtown to where we can walk to a lot of restaurants. Um, we're going to go out for sushi lunch and we decided to do sushi, sushi lunch because we can like throw back some sushi and I feel like there's always good lunch specials, specials. I cannot talk today. Do you agree? I mean, sushi can get expensive like during dinner and I feel like lunch we can go and get some like reasonably priced sushi and have, have fun there. Um, and then we're going to go out to a really nice dinner and then we're going to do brunch on Saturday. Um, Sounds so fun. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. The last time we did this was last year for our anniversary. And Camille was really young. Um, and our my mother-in-law is so gracious and helpful. And she did that for us um, last year. And so she's doing it again this year. And it's fewer, much fewer and far between that we get those moments. But um, it's going to be a good time. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We're kind of in the process of starting to where that's becoming a reality is like, are we going to be able to, cause right now Evie does still doesn't take a bottle in case anyone's wondering. <laughs> and, um, so, but she can go like four hour stretches, three, four hours without nursing. So, um, but we just don't have anyone at this point who it's not even our comfort level. It's anyone who would be okay with being with words are hard <laughs> that she would be okay being alone with for an extended period of time without us there. She's very comfortable with dad for long stretches. 
very comfortable with me for long stretches, but we just started. I'm going to talk a little bit about this more when we talk about gratitude, but my mom came over yesterday and spent about three hours at our house, and um, it's really cool to see them connecting. So hopefully that means that in the not-too-distant future, we can get away for a night, um, maybe even not, if it's not an overnight, just a, a meal out or something of that sort. So I'm excited about that. Uh, we will see. One day at a time. Right. But it's fun. We celebrated our anniversary with her, but you know she's tiny. So as she gets bigger and more mobile, it'll be harder to take her out and to do all the things. Um, so we're looking slowly looking into the future and to see what that might look like for us, but also not pressuring. Like it's like we need to get out. We have an, a solid two hours in the evening together after she goes down. So we're trying to make the most of that. Um, that's, but so yeah, so, that's so yeah, key. Oh, Those two hours. Like I, we talk, I talk about this all the time with like just friends. It's like, you know, why do you put your kids to bed so early? And to me, it's not early. It's like seven thirty, eight 8 o'clock. But I'm like, mm-hmm. it's for their sake, but it's for my sanity so that mm-hmm. I can connect with them. Like if we don't get those two hours, I mean, it's not like we spend every single night just like staring into each other's eyes or whatever for two hours. But it's like we get some alone time for ourselves, but we also get like side by side time and we can, you know, just connect for like a hot second. Um, yeah. Silver lining to the, um, time change is that she's going down earlier. So she's usually out and asleep by six thirty at this point. And we were doing dinner before we put her down. So we were eating at like five, um, and then bath and then bed. And we've decided now to shift. And so we're eating cause I either had to like nurse her while we ate or she, you know, she wanted to be a part of it. She's grabbing at our plates and stuff now, which is cool. Cause we're, we'll get into baby led weaning. We can go, you can also listen back to Megan's episode. We're kind of getting to that. So I'm excited for more updates there, but, um, it's also nice to eat dinner together. So now we're putting her down. And then as I'm nursing her to sleep, Rusty will be in here in the kitchen making food. And then I'll come out and we get to sit down and stare each other in the eyes <laughs> and eat a meal. <laughs> and that's been, I think, really awesome for us um, to have that time together. So it's kind of like making date nights at home. So Friday nights, we usually cook um, a pretty, like a nicer dinner or Sunday night or both. And that way, um, I can have a glass of wine or two and not even worry about nursing for hours. And then, um, we can sit down and look at each other. So that's been, that's a silver lining to what I originally was very frustrated with in the time change. And now it's working out to our advantage and we're going to bed earlier. The past three nights I've been asleep by nine and it makes me happy because I'm up by five 30 now with, because she's up. Um, and then I'm not going to go back to sleep after she goes back down. I'm going to get up and work. And so it's nice to go to bed earlier and still have a solid couple hours together. So That's awesome. yeah, the time change. What else? Let's see. Um, this is interesting and I'm actually writing a blog post about it and I think we could do a whole episode and it kind of touches back to the episode with, um, Mel on eating psychology, but I have played around a lot in the past few years with macro counting and finding my like quote unquote, proper ratios for, to help me thrive and perform well in the gym and, and, um, to be aesthetic goals, which I do not have a problem with as long as other things don't, aren't sacrificed for those goals. So in any case, I'm almost five months postpartum and I was like, I'm going to experiment with tracking my macros again and see if I could find what would be best to make sure I'm eating enough. And also just as an experiment, because I work with a lot of moms who want to, figure out their macros or to, you know, look a certain way postpartum and whatnot. So I figured I can't speak one way or the other to this idea if I don't try it. So I got, I gave myself some numbers to hit. I still went higher on fat. So it was like a 40, 30, 30 breakdown, 40 fat, 30 protein, 30 carb. And, um, with the intent of maintaining, it wasn't, it wasn't fat loss. It was maintenance. And I found that it was a huge, um, problem for me specifically. And, uh, it's funny. I did it for seven days and I realized while doing it that I was, I, I ended up having to, to meet the numbers, to decrease fat a little bit, um, in order to hit the numbers. And I actually felt like I was eating a little bit more carbohydrate. So that told me that prior to tracking anything, I was eating a very high fat diet and that's what my body was craving. So I did it for a week and I remember on day seven, um, six and seven and Jess, you know, this cause I was kind of venting to you, I was feeling very, very overwhelmed, very stressed out with work, felt like my capacity to take things on was limited. And my performance in the gym was not as good. I was feeling tired. I didn't, I had no motivation. And it wasn't until literally like day six, I was in the middle of a workout and I felt like I was going to cry. I was like, what is going on? And then I had this light bulb moment where I was like, oh, 
duh. <laughs> I'm, I wasn't even, I wasn't like I was feeling hungry all day, but I also wasn't eating intuitively. And as first off, I'm still recovering postpartum. I'm nursing a ton and my body and mind are not in a place where any sort of tracking of food is a positive thing. And it's funny because it didn't feel like it was taking up headspace for me because, um, tracking and counting and whatnot is, it comes easily to me. I'm at a place where I, I'm, I don't feel like I have any disordered eating tendencies. My, my husband's doing the zone diet. So it's very easy for, he's got the scale out for me just to weigh and measure. Um, so it wasn't feeling like it was an issue mentally in terms of space, headspace. But what was happening was I, what I believe is that my body needs more, a lot of fat right now. And so in reducing the fat intake, even just a little bit and increasing carbs, my body went in because fat is so important for hormones. And so I just found that day I stopped tracking anything and just ate a ton of fat. I like upped the fat. And the next day I felt so much better. And so I just found it really, really fascinating. I'm writing a whole post on it. This is an N equals one experiment. It doesn't mean no woman can track macros postpartum. It just didn't work for me. And what I found is now there's some days where I want more carbohydrate. And so I eat more carbs. There's some days where I want more fat. And so jumping into the gratitude stuff, I'm very grateful for the fact that I have a, I've practiced in the, in, before getting, before conceiving, I had a full year where I just ate intuitively because I'm glad that I was able to pretty easily transition back to just intuitive eating again. And now my headspace is better. I don't feel nearly as overwhelmed with work. My performance in the gym is better. I just find it so fascinating how much food can, um, impact the way that we feel on a daily basis and so quickly too. So more to come on that, but I just thought I would touch on it because it's very current for me right now and, uh, pretty cool. So, yeah, that's amazing that you're able to like, I mean, I was there when you kind of like had your aha moment, I guess you, right. you shared it with, with me, but it's like, it's cool that you're so in tune with yourself to realize like, you know, this is not, for me right now in this stage, like this is not the best thing for my body or my headspace or whatever. Like you said, it's not that it was taking up mental space, but, um, in terms of like what your body needed to just feel optimally. And that includes like mentally, like your stress response. um, And you know, what's interesting is everyone's always like, you got to make sure you're eating enough for, um, milk production. I had, there was zero impact on my production, Mm -hmm. but what was happening is that I imagine all the fat that Evie needed, it was just going to my milk. And so I wasn't getting, even though I felt like I was eating, you know, the majority of my calories were coming from fat. I wasn't getting enough to nourish both her and I. Mm -hmm. So production was fine, but I was the one suffering and instead of her. So pretty interesting. I don't think I will track macros again until like probably over a year postpartum with my second kid, to be honest, because I plan on nursing her for a while and we plan on potentially starting to try in 2018 for number two. And so it's just, for me, I'm glad I did it, but it's not something that I will do until maybe ever again. But it's all, I think it's also good for me as a practitioner um, to do it on my own on occasion to be in tune with what I'm presenting to people that I work with. But um, I also don't see it as being something I will do in any sort of relatively near future (laughs) and I'm talking years, but I'm glad I did it. And I learned a lot and I hope to share that more in an upcoming episode and also in, in a post that I'm writing. Um, and on the note of fat, I recently got a thrive order. I've talked about thrive market before, I think, and definitely in my social media and I got their coconut butter and I've tried lots of brands of coconut butter and theirs is unreal. Like oftentimes you open a jar and it's like, a third of it is just coconut oil. And then the actual, you got to like mix it all. Mm-hmm. There's is, there's a very, just like thin layer of oil on the top and it's all just blended. And I just took a spoon to it. And then I put some on a piece of, um, Theo dark chocolate sea salt and it was heaven. And I'm finding, I used to like have issues where I'd open a bar of chocolate and, you know, I'd stop at half, but also I kind of want to, I'm trying to not eat as much sugar just for health, you know, in general. And so I found that if I take a small piece, but I load it with either like <laughs> almond butter or coconut butter, then I won't eat as much chocolate, but I get to load up on the fat. So there that's been go. kind of my afternoon treat is chocolate with, um, now with this coconut butter on there, it is heavenly. Okay. So. Talk to me about coconut butter because, okay, I, you know, when you get sick, like throwing up sick or something, Yes. And whatever you ate around that time, you <laughs> like are, have a serious aversion to for like a long time. Um, mm-hmm. That's me and coconut butter. I 
made these. I know I made these. I was super excited. They were these lemon, like coconut butter, like little fat bombs, I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. Like two years ago, I did this and I made them. I was super excited because I like lemon like desserts and I got sick for some, I think it might've been when I was pregnant with Camille. I was having like morning sickness. And so I'd eaten one and it was so good. And then it didn't stay down. And then from then on, like every time I smell coconut butter, I just have this like yeah. reaction. So, I mean, what does it taste like again? It tastes like people are going to roll their eyes potentially because maybe <laughs> my palate has changed so much, but to me, it tastes like frosting. Okay. Um, but not as sweet. Is it sweet? Oh, so I was going to say, is it like just not, no, is it like, added have you sugar ever, or is it just no, coconut? No. So there's zero sugar in there. If any, it's like one gram just naturally. Um, but it's sweet and that's what I love about it. And so I could eat it by the spoonful. Um, have you ever had one of Eating Evolves coconut cups? Mm-mm, I haven't. You can also get those on Thrive. <laughs> and I wish I could um, try it out. Yeah, sure. it's awesome. But um, it's almost like a peanut butter cup, but they put coconut butter inside. Um, it's not for everyone. I love it. My husband's not that into it, but he actually saw me eating the chocolate with the coconut butter, and he's like, "I could get behind that." So, <laughs> um, so yeah. Well, I, I'm just I'm going to keep experimenting. I'm going to use that coconut butter for a recipe this week, and I'll post that as well. Um, I'm going to play around with it because it's, I could just keep eating it by the spoonful, but I feel like I should use it in stuff. And also you can put it into like a, I'm going to try putting it into a marinara sauce and to make it more of like a, like a, a thick, creamy mm-hmm, mm. instead of using cream. Cause I, I can't eat too much dairy. So yeah. we will see. I'll keep you guys posted, keep posted. but yeah, fat is where it's at right now. I just, yeah. the more fat, the better. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, one more thing before we jump into the episode, how are you liking your butcher box? Oh my god! Have you gotten your first one? Or you've been doing it for a while, but I've been doing it for a while. You did your um, and box. I did my got my first. They just added a new thing where you can um, make a uh, custom box, and so you can get whatever you want. And for me, that means more bang for my buck because I loaded up with chicken um, boneless, skinless chicken thighs and ground beef, and each of those is cheaper by the ounce. So I get for the same price, I get more meat, right. and then we treat ourselves to. Um, some really nice steaks and, and, and some pork as well, but like maybe one or two, no, two or three of those. And then the rest, we just, we do ground beef and chicken thighs and it's making life super easy. We always have meat in the freezer that we can pull out and and defrost. We put the chicken thighs frozen straight into the instant pot. So we always have shredded meat shredded chicken on hand. And, um, the ribeyes are, without a doubt, the best steak I've ever had in my life. And you guys can get two free. Uh, and that's my favorite part is that they, that's what they, they, they're working with butcher box and they're giving our listeners two free ribeye steaks. So and $10 off their first box. Yeah. So, and so what do you think? I know you're loving it too. Yeah. So this was my first like try with them. I've always wanted to try just, I've never like made the jump to it and, um, it's been amazing. So getting the box initially, like it just comes, it's like so hassle free. You pick everything you want. And then it shows up on your doorstep and now you have like this super high quality meat. And so we, our box, um, we got ribs, which actually I haven't tried yet, but we've got, we like doubled up on the ribeyes. Um, so we got like a couple things of ribeyes. We got a whole chicken cause we like to do like on Sunday dinner, we like to make a big roasted chicken like with lemon and rosemary and like onion and like all the, you have a recipe for that on your blog. Oh my God. I have a delicious recipe for it's a citrus. Yeah. Citrus chicken recipe. Um, and we made that this past weekend. My husband was like, this is so good. Why is it so good? I'm like, that's a butcher box box chicken. And he's like, really? And I'm like, yeah, like, I don't know. It just tastes like the meat was better. Better than the pork is the best I've ever had in my entire. And you guys, we're not just saying that because we're trying to like sell anything. I have never, I didn't like pork until I tried butcher box. It is so juicy and so good. Yeah. And so I just, I can't get over it and I'll keep using it forever. Yeah, totally. I <laughs> but I'm, and I'm, I'm, I've been pleading with them to add, um, organ meats and bones. Are they going so, to? He said it's on their radar. So okay. that's pretty exciting. Dude. And now with the custom box, you can just pick and choose like, Hey, I want like a couple chicken livers. Yeah. Um, whatever. So I think that'll be pretty awesome. If they so, added like liverwurst or some Braunschweiger, yeah, that would be that insane. Would, amazing. Know, I've had multiple for that, so we yeah. will work on it. Cool. Okay. Awesome. Well, I just wanted to, we hadn't really talked about it, so 
I'm glad yes. we got a chance to talk about it. And at, yeah, at the end of the episode, we'll put a little um, blurb about where you can go to get, um, if you are interested in trying book Butcher Box, where you can go to get that sweet deal. So stay, make sure you stay tuned in for that if you're interested. So, okay, let's do this. Gratitude. Gratitude. I'm grateful for you. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so um, I figured we kind of talked about, um, I think it'd be really fun if we dove into, I mean, this was your idea, diving into some of our Thanksgiving traditions to start, yes. and then we'll kind of get into more of our gratitude, what we're grateful for and gratitude practice. So let's do it. Uh, let's do it. You go first. All right. I will. I love this holiday. I think I've already said that. I'll probably say it 12 more times. <laughs> Wait, do you, um, love, do you love Thanksgiving? <laughs> I'm confused. So much. <laughs> Food and family, I just, it's so great. I have the best memory since I was little of like cooking with my mom in the kitchen and having the um, the parade on in the morning and then football all day. Um, A big thing. So Rusty and I, since we got together, which now it's been, gosh, like seven years plus, um, a big thing we like to do now is every holiday, we like to get outdoors. So we live in California. It's pretty feasible to do all year round. Um, we like to take a big hike in nature or even a small hike, depending on time. So, um, Thanksgiving morning we'll wake up and have coffee and then we go take the dogs, um, out for a hike somewhere. So last year, I don't remember where, where were we? Wow. Last year I was super sick. So let's bypass last year. I was so (laughs) nauseous. Um, the year before that, we lived in Washington, and we were right near the Olympic National Forest, so we took the, the dogs out and went for an awesome hike, and we had family in town we hosted that year, which was amazing, and this year, we plan on hiking around Wilder State Park, which is kind of a part of the inspiration for little Evie's middle name, so that'll be fun to take her there to hike for her first Thanksgiving, um, so that's a big one. We always start the day with a hike. I, we don't do the like gnarly, I, you know, I'm a big believer at this point in my life and that you don't need to earn your food, mm-hmm. and so... Some people are like want to hit the gym and get like a crazy hard workout in to earn their Thanksgiving dinner, but we don't hike with the intention of earning food. We hike because that's where we feel spiritually connected and connected with our gratitude and whatnot. So that's big for us. And then um, we will, if we're hosting, we we don't. Our biggest thing aside from our hike is that we don't travel on Thanksgiving or on any holiday. Now we we are a family unit now, and so we want to wake up and spend the holidays relatively close to where we are. So. This year, I'll be going over the hill, which is just about 40 minutes, not a big travel, just to my parents' house. And I'm super excited because I think I've talked about this, but for me, family is not blood. Um, I, I consider family people who you know, are part of my tribe. And so this year is kind of a perfect example of that. We have um, my mom and dad and brother and sister and then their significant others. And then Rusty's half-sister is coming, and she's bringing her boyfriend, who we haven't met, and then... Um, a great friend that I actually met through social media, beautifully enough, has become such an important part of my tribe. Um, they, her and her husband are from the East Coast, and they don't have family here. So I've invited them. So they're coming to Thanksgiving. And I'm just so excited because I feel that this holiday, more than any other, is just a time to really bring people that we love together in whatever it's family, but in whatever that means. So we'll be going over the hill to my parents and that's pretty typical. Most Thanksgivings I've been at my mom and dad's and, um, some staples A pumpkin pie is my absolute favorite Thanksgiving dessert. Um, I really love cranberry sauce and it's pretty much the only time of year that I eat it. And I like it to be very chunky and thick and actually have cranberries in it. So this year I've taken on the cranberry sauce roll because I'm pretty picky about it. It cannot be from a can. Um, <laughs> so I'm making, I found a you recipe. You don't like it to come out in the shape of oh. a can and then slice it up. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I want it to be hearty and like freshly made. And yeah. so I have a recipe on my blog that I love, but we decided to change it up this year. Um, and I found a uh, recipe, I believe, in food and food and wine or Bon Appetit. I can't remember, but it is a it's cranberry sauce that's like this roasted cranberry sauce with grapes. Grapes. But it also has grapes in it, so it's cranberry plus grapes, and you like cook it just until they are about to burst. And I'm so excited. Oh, so that sounds I'm going funny. to uh, do bring that. So I'm and I, I always make. I love having a big fresh, like winter inspired, fall inspired salad at Thanksgiving too, because everything's so hearty and dense. Mm-hmm. So I'm also in charge of salads. So I'm going to do some 
arugula salad. I'm thinking I'm going to put persimmon and pomegranate seeds and um, candied pumpkin seeds and stuff in there. So I'm really excited about that. Oh my uh, God, can I come? <laughs> please do. <laughs> you are more than welcome. Um, and uh, speaking of food, well, actually, I'm going to save. I'm just going to. Turkey is obviously important, and I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. But um, in terms of this year's turkey and why I'm grateful, but yeah, so those are the big ones. And also um, Brussels sprouts with prosciutto or bacon, and then apple and pecan. Um, that's also my blog, and that's kind of just become a staple for my family. I have a whole actually Thanksgiving recipe roundup on my blog because I just I love all the food so much that I put it all in one place. So those are the big food staples. And then my family always takes an after dinner walk. If you can't tell, I like walking, <laughs> um, but it stands so much in my memory because we, we bundle up, we take the dogs. My dad smokes a cigar. Um, I always try and like, I'm, I, since I was little, it's like, I try and find the space where I can stand without getting puffs in my face. And I feel like <laughs> always in my face and we walk around the neighborhood and, um, we just, you know, everyone's had like a, just enough wine. We're all feeling jovial and happy. <laughs> and then we come home and we eat pie. So it's always like big dinner. We always kind of try and like make a little more room, <laughs> come home, eat pie. And then probably my all-time favorite is the next morning, we always go Christmas tree hunting. So we make sandwiches from leftovers and we go up into the Santa Cruz or Saratoga Mountains and we cut down a tree. And since I was little, it's like, it's just been my, I think that's why I love Thanksgiving so much. Besides the food and family, it's like the kickoff for Christmas and we go get this tree and we bundle up and it's just I have goosebumps right now because now I'm going to start crying because now I get to, um, Evie gets to be a part of all this. And for me, that's just, it's something that's meant so much to me for so long. So to have her be a part of it, it just, oh, all the feels. So I'm super excited, clearly. Um, and those are some of our favorite traditions. So that's amazing. Yeah. What about you? So for me, thanks. So Thanksgiving where I'm from and I will say this, most of my family is not paleo. We're in South Texas. Um, well, I mean, all over Texas, as far as family goes, it's like old fashioned Thanksgiving around here. Um, but what I do like to do, I mean, and we're not going to like freak out if we don't eat, if we eat like real stuffing for one day, because it's like food, food for holidays and like tradition wise, it's not just about the food. It's about the tradition behind it, the way it makes you feel, um, the bringing together of family and friends and, you know, what nourishment goes so far behind. We've talked about that. It goes far beyond just the actual food. Food is an experience. Mm -hmm. Um, it should be enjoyed. And so we try not to stress too much about this one day of the year where we're going to eat pretty much anything that we want to, but we do, uh, we bring some sides that we know are going to fit into a little, Less heavier sides or, you know, grain-free, gluten-free, dairy-free, something something that we can contribute that's going to be quote-unquote healthy-ish. And so for us, honestly, for me personally, I could take or leave the turkey, honestly. I I mean, I always get some turkey because, you know, I want some, some meat with everything, but it's all about the sides for me and the dessert. Like if I could just load up on the sides and dessert, I would be a happy camper. So we do, um, we've done, depending on which family we're eating with, um, for the past couple years, we've been eating with Tim's family because they are close and having kids, like we really just don't travel. Um, and so they do, um, a roasted Turkey, but we, with my dad's family, um, up North, very like, how do I say this? Just down home, like good people. They do a deep fried turkey. <laughs> so, um, and honestly, deep, there is nothing like a deep fried turkey. It is so good if you can like invest in the amount of oil that it takes to deep fry it. Um, Cause that's the other thing you want to try and get some quality oil. Most of the time people are deep frying in like peanut oil or like canola oil. Um, though I have seen people deep fry in coconut oil. What do you, what, what contraption do you fry it in? It's a, uh, a deep fryer. Oh, it's like that's, a, okay. It, you, Not you like a giant it. pot. <laughs> no, you do it outside. Well, we do it outside. Whoa. They do it outside. Um, and it's, can like you tell it. I'm from California? <laughs> like, what? My dad grilled one last year, but Hey, never deep fried. <laughs> yeah, deep fried. It's a, it's a little special deep fry contraption. Um, and not one, I mean, I don't think people do it in their house, but it's not one that like sits on the counter. It's like a big old giant, obviously thing. 
Um, and so turkey, um, for us, we do a lot of homemade desserts, but we also do, um, and this goes back like as far as I can remember, there's a chain here in Texas. It's a barbecue chain, actually. It's called Bill Miller's Barbecue. Um, and if you're from Texas, you're either of Bill Miller's camp or Rudy's camp. They're two kind of like chain uh, barbecue restaurants, and they both have like their different things, but they also make pies. Bill Miller's makes pies. So we always get a chocolate cream pie from there, um, which is really good. But last year I actually made, um, Cassie from Fed and Fit has a gluten-free, um, it's dairy-free. The chocolate part is dairy-free, but you can, the whipped cream that she has is actually uses like heavy whipping cream. So I made one of those and it was just as good as Bill Miller's. So that's an option if you're looking for a dessert that's like super yummy, but also like decadent. Um, and then we do a grain free, we always take a grain free, um, stuffing recipe. So what I do, it's basically acorn squash. We do some sausage that we like spiced with like actual sage and like salt and pepper and garlic and stuff. And then we do dried unsweetened cranberries, apples, onions, and then like walnuts or pecans. Um, and then we roast it all and like toss it together. And that is like a huge favorite, even like for people that are not trying to be healthy, it's always gone. So that's amazing. Is that on your website? It's not, I really should put it on my website. Mm-hmm. It's just something I make that, like, a, yeah, I make a wild rice one and same thing. People are, people, they, even the, the <laughs> purposefully non-paleo people yeah. love it. Right. It's, I know. It's really nice good. To have those options. Yeah. It's nice to have those options. And, and it's cool because we talk about paleo or eating paleo or eating a certain way with our family all the time. And they're always usually really skeptical, but it's a way for like kind of sneak it in on them and be like, Hey, by the way, that's paleo. <laughs> and so it's already like, they've already eaten it they already think it's delicious. And then you kind of spring that on on them and they're like, okay, like talk to me a little bit more about this. So those are the food favorites um, in my house. Um, some other traditions. Well, I, so honestly, I'll be 100% honest. The last few years of raising kiddos, um, it's been really hard for me to even like focus on traditions with my kids. And basically, it's like been survival. Like, I'm going to show up. I'm going to bring this side dish, but I, can, I don't have the capacity to like do anything beyond just like showing up and keeping my kids alive and bringing them to this like event this year. I actually feel like it's, I have the mental headspace to like start, you know, coming up with my own traditions, I guess, with my family. Um, we didn't, as a family, like me when growing up, we didn't really have a lot of, um, those traditions and it makes me kind of sad, but then it also is an opportunity, I think, for me to kind of start my own with my with my little family, and we could do whatever we want to. And so um, I've really been thinking about that a lot as far as, like, how do I make traditions that my kids are going to be talking about when they're mm-hmm. older and they have their own kids, like we are right now. Um, like, I remember when my mom used to do this, and it was so special, and I can't wait to do that with my kids. Like, that's what I've been thinking about a lot, so... This year, Bear and I did, um, we made a little turkey, and he got to, like, color it, and he's actually, like, getting into reading and writing right now, so he got to write on the turkey, and then we cut out all these feathers, and basically, we just sat and talked, and we talked about things that we were grateful for, and it was a cool opportunity for me to um, describe to, he's like, well, what does grateful mean? And I'm like, okay, awesome, parenting opportunity here. So we got to talk about, you know, what does it mean to be grateful, like, things that we really love, things that make us happy, things that we're, you know, thankful for. Um, and so we got to write on all the feathers, things that we were happy for and grateful for. And it was everything from, you know, family members to dogs, to dinosaurs, to ice cream. I mean, it was like, it's incredible what a four-year-old is grateful for, (laughs) but it's also amazing. Um, and so we made like a little turkey, we like glued the feathers onto the turkey and that's going to be something that I hope that we continue, um, from here on out. And we'll like take that to dinner and kind of talk about it with the rest of our family and, and all that good stuff. Yeah. It was really, really fun. Um, and then for us, it's usually a lot of football after, 
after we eat, we'll usually nap, watch football, kind of let everything settle. And then for dinner, usually it's almost always a sandwich. Like we take all the leftovers and, you know, the turkey and we pile it into like as much as we can between two slices of like really good bread. And we just eat on that for like days. So um, that's, that's, awesome. that's kind of where we're at right now. Cool. Yeah. So that's, you have a sandwich the same day that you eat mm-hmm. Thanksgiving meal. Yeah. Damn. We usually do Thanksgiving lunch. And so if we're up to eat again, yeah. sometimes it's like, oh my God, I can't eat for like days. It'll be usually a sandwich at some point. See, that's like pie for us. We will, we eat about three, I think. And then, then it's like, okay, now I'm ready for a few pieces of pie. And I'm pretty excited. <laughs> Clearly, I cannot wait. Uh, so fun. And oh, I forgot that we, I love the turkey gratitude piece because that's something we do. We go around the table and everyone says one thing that they're grateful for. And I love that the turkey could be like the catalyst for that conversation. Yeah. So awesome. Sweet. Well, I think let's do now three things. Just keep it simple, kind of um, quick and simple. Yeah. Three things that we're each grateful for right now in life. Should I go first? Yeah, go first. People okay. are hearing me talk. <laughs> <laughs> Never. I would say um, to sum it all up would be tribe. And that means my immediate nucleus family. My husband has been incredible um, as I've come back to work, watching Evie grow every day. Again, I'm going to start crying. <laughs> it's just magic. And then um, our, our friends and also like my, my mom and my sister and my dad and my brother and, and, and family. It's just, it's, it's very special. I feel, um, incredibly grateful to have the tribe that I do surrounding me. And it makes me so happy to be where I am. Um, and then on that note, the second one's going to be my mom specifically. And this is cool for me because, you know, things are up and down. It's the relationship with a mom can be interesting. Um, we're very, very different, but yesterday was pretty magical in that she came over the hill and just hung out with Evie for, three hours and it went well. And for me, um, it really means a lot because I'm hoping that they can build something, a relationship. Um, and I want to make sure that I, I try and foster that and not let any of my history get in the way. Um, so it was very cool to see. I had a very productive afternoon with her with watching Evie and I wasn't sure how that was going to go. And when Evie did fuss, she just, you know, she was okay and she didn't get worked up. And it was just, it was very awesome for me to see that. And then she also let me know that they bought, she ordered specifically a, um, organic free range Turkey this year, which doesn't seem like it's huge for many people. But for me, that's a very clear sign that she's working to speak my love language because having an organic free range Turkey means absolutely nothing to her, (laughs) but she knows she's coming to understand how much that means to me on multiple levels, like not just health, but like my moral perspective and environmentally and wanting to nourish Evie so deeply and nourish myself as I nourish her. And so the fact that she did that, um, really means a lot. So that was huge. It was nice to feel that connection with her, um, that, you know, in the past, my history, uh, I don't know. I haven't always felt like growing up. I didn't always feel that. I didn't always feel like I was being listened to though. She's always been there. So, um, you know, it's, I feel that I'm now I'm 30 and it's never too late to kind of foster a relationship and to start speaking someone's love language. And it's just, it's been very cool to see. Um, so Number two. And then third is just the fulfillment that I feel right now and the things that I'm doing. I just wrapped up a pre, my first prenatal series and you know, I cried multiple times during it. And we had the most amazing mamas and they're all going to bring life into this world and be amazing moms to those little ones. And, um, this podcast. And I feel for the first time in my life that I'm doing something that is in a way making social change that I so desperately want by empowering moms and parents. Um, I've mentioned this in the past before as well. I feel like that is a way that we can make a difference socially for starting now with our own generation, but then also for our little ones generation. So Mm -hmm. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling all the feels right now. It's been a good week. I know Jess and I are both kind of in a headspace to talk about this stuff. And I think that the universe is speaking and, and, um, I'm just grateful for the opportunity. So that's that. How about you? Yeah. And just you guys in the spirit of transparency, we've had this, um, podcast, planned um several weeks we've planned to record this podcast and um just going into after you know to the gratitude part of this this podcast um we've had to reschedule because it's been 
you know, gratitude is, is a practice. You have to fight for it. Um, it's definitely not something that just like we're, we're oozing with just like unintentionally. It's a very intentional practice. So we've, we've had to reschedule several times just because we both felt like I'm not in a place to really come at this topic from a true, honest, you know, feeling. Um, and so just so you guys know, like as we get into this part of the podcast, like it is definitely something that we work on, on a daily, weekly minute, second by second basis. Um, so just want to let that be known because (laughs) we're all about being transparent and honest and, and real. So um, and then some things that I'm thankful for as we kind of trans- transition, um, I'll just do like real bullet points, but right now I am thankful. I'm finally in a place where I'm thankful for my body and the strength um, that I'm developing through, um, taking some time for me, um, intentional time out of my week to, um, exercise, <laughs> which if you've followed along with the podcast for a while, you know that. Um, it's been years that I've actually, you know, taken time off from, from exercise. So I'm super grateful. I've only, I've been back at CrossFit, um, about three to four times a week for a little over a month now. And it's already, I feel so much more comfortable with the movements. I can like run and not feel like an awkward baby deer. It's like something that used to come so natural to me, um, before kiddos, um, I felt very awkward for a long time and I felt very uncomfortable in my body in terms of like just moving it. Um, and so now it's, it's been fun. Like yesterday we did a, a snatch work, workout and that's something I don't love normally, but it was fun to just do it again and to like get back into the rhythm and feel my body kind of remembering how to do that. So, um, I'm really grateful for my body where it's, where it's been and where it's, you know, at now and the strength that I am starting to get back. So that's the first one. Also, um, tribe as well, friendships that I've developed through social media and, um, the podcast is huge. That's a huge part of my life. We have connected so, um, so much with people in our tribe through the podcast, through the Facebook group and just feedback from you guys. It's been so, we talk about it all the time. It's so rewarding. Um, and then last but not least, my family, um, I don't, I feel like I don't have to really say a lot about that, but it's just, I am grateful. Like Laura said, like, this is my family unit now. And it's not necessarily, I'm obviously grateful for my extended family, but also for my little corner of the world, the people that I get to influence and interact and shape my kiddos and my husband on a daily basis. Like I just am so thankful for them. Uh, that's just, I don't feel like there's not much else to say. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know what you mean. <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of those things where our immediate family, it can be so easy to take them for granted, mm-hmm. but then in, in the grand scheme of things, it's the thing that we're most likely the absolute most grateful for mm-hmm. <laughs> that we couldn't live without. So it's, I find that dichotomy to be pretty interesting. And so I think in, in my daily gratitude practice, it's something that I really try and focus on every single day is to take a moment to just be grateful for, for me, these two, my husband and my baby, um, because above and above and beyond anything else that is by far, that's my why. I mean, that's why I do what I do and you know, on everything that I do on some level comes back to them. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I think that's pretty magical. So I think that's one of the greatest things we can do as a part of a gratitude practice is, um, taking time each day to be grateful for our families. And that doesn't, again, it doesn't have to be blood. So whoever's like closest to you, whoever supports you in any capacity, I think for me, that's, that's them. And trying to not take for granted the little things Rusty does when I'm having a tough day or even when I'm having a great day to support me. Um, and so even just the words, thank you can be so powerful mm-hmm. and tell him thank you multiple times a day because, um, that's not, only letting him know that I'm grateful, but also it's reminding me to be grateful for those things and to not take them for granted. So we've been super communicative and just about like what we need from each other. And then, but we also are really work hard to say thank you every single time. And I love you all throughout the day, because even if when life's hard, like there's always time for a quick, I love you or a quick thank you. Um, and it's amazing what that can do 
for mood even <laughs> as just a quick reminder of that there is so much to be grateful for. Yeah. And it's funny. I just, it's not in the, the notes I have here, but I wanted to like interject this real quick, but they, I recently read about a study that they did, um, where they had a group of people write every night in a gratitude journal about things that they were grateful for. So like positive things, they had half the group write about all the things that like aggravated them, made them mad, pissed them off, things that that just made the day difficult. They had half the group do that. And then they had the other, well, it wasn't half, but another group of the study did nothing and do gratitude or negative or whatever. And they found that it significantly impacted the people's perception at the end of the study of just their life in general, their overall satisfaction, their overall stress, if they were able to focus on, if they we're doing the gratitude practice versus the people that did the focusing on the negative were just, they viewed their life as much more difficult um, as, as things happening to them rather than as them being an, like an active participant in their life. It was like all this amazing stuff that they found. So as so we go cool. into like gratitude practice, just keep that in mind. Like the things that you focus on and put your intentions towards and all of your energy is really what's going to like play out into your life. And I have to constantly remind myself of that fact. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm having a bad day, if I just sit here and think, Oh my God, I'm having a bad day. Oh my God. Like this is the worst, uh, this happened. And if I think about it, it just doesn't help me in any way, shape or form. It just allows me to kind of dwell in the negative. So yeah. Totally. Yeah. And I think being present is huge too, but also like feeling the feelings. And so there's a fine line, I guess, between avoiding that, those like the negativity and being, and, or taking a moment and feeling it like mm-hmm. this is a tough day. I feel crappy. This situation sucks. Feel it, sit in it for a minute and then, you know, kind of let it escape, let it out so that it's not, it's not sitting inside and then try and in some capacity, whatever works best for me, I know just like coming back to gratitude or coming back to trying to remember something that's so good right now really helps to kind of pull out, pull me out of that, those moments where I'm feeling super overwhelmed. Um, so I think that's pretty interesting. It's like, it's good to feel those feelings and allow yourself to feel them, but then where's the fine line between feeling and dwelling, (laughs) letting them consume. So, so what are some things you do on a daily basis to practice? Yeah, for me, um, this is something I definitely have to really work on. I just want to be really clear about that. It's not a natural part of my personality, <laughs> and I have to be very intentional about it. Um, and so I like to incorporate it with um, the kiddos, too, um, just to, you know, I, I want this to come easy to them as they move through life, um, and I want them to be able to focus on, like, the positive stuff. Um, so usually... And it's not every night. It's when I really am like, when I'm, you know, really being intentional about it. But I try and talk with Bear, Bear right now, um, just about, you know, what happened today that was was a good part of your day, you know, you know, and then talk to him about like how we're thankful for our friends, for instance. Or he'll say, Miss Norma, let me do um, work on this special craft or whatever. And so we'll talk about things that we're thankful for just before we go to bed, just to kind of resettle everything back to like a place of positivity um regardless of like how bad the day or the bedtime routine was how crazy things are we just kind of like try and bring it back down to that so I do it with the kiddos and I'll share what I'm thankful for and try and get him to like stimulate conversation in that way Um, and then hopefully we'll start doing that with Camille when she can kind of and I honestly I probably could still do that with her right now um just talking to her about that Um, and so, you know, that's, that's kind of where I'm at with that. That's my main, my main thing. If I can't do anything all day long, I'm going to try and do that at night. So I love it. I think that's so awesome. Um, it's a nice time to connect. And that's, so that's kind of what I'm working on in terms of like, I'm back to work and some days are, um, really stressful and very, very, just, they feel so busy. And so, I'm grateful for um, the fact that I am breastfeeding exclusively because she won't take a bottle. So the silver lining there is that at points all throughout my day, I, instead of have to, I get to, so like trying to flip, flip the script there, I get to sit down or lay down and nurse my baby and just look at her. And she's at a point now where she's very distractible. And so I can't, like, I can't multitask sometimes if I try and do anything else, she will pop right off. And so 
it's this beautiful forced, and I hate to say the word forced, but that's how life is. Sometimes it's hard to, to really focus in on the things that mean the most to us. And so I get these, these, um, these forced, I guess, <laughs> gratitude moments through all throughout the day where I, I cannot, I like, she's on my boob and I'm looking down at her and I just, it's overwhelming how grateful I am. Um, and I've talked about my conception story and just a lot about her. And she's just like, it's it, to, for me, this is, it's just, it's magic. And so to be able to look at her and, um, she'll sometimes she'll just pop off and just like stare into my eyes. And so I'm so grateful that to work from home. So even when I get stressed out because I'm like, I'm working from home and my baby's here. And sometimes it just seems like so much, um, again, flipping the script to, well, I'm lucky to be at home and to be able to nurse her and to have these moments all throughout the day that she'll remember and hold on to. Um, and so, I mean, there's obviously pros and cons to whatever in any capacity, whether you're home all day or you're away all day, there's goods and it's, but for me, this is, it helps me to feel like this is right for where we are right now. So taking those moments to really practice gratitude. And then also, like I said, just thanking my husband as often as I can throughout the day, because he does a lot. Mm -hmm. And there's days where I feel like I wish he would do more, but then I realize how much he's doing. And so saying thank you reminds me of like, okay, well, I've said thank you a lot of times today. So even though the laundry didn't get folded or the carpet didn't get vacuumed or whatever, like think about all the things that he did do. Mm -hmm. So that helps a lot. So saying thank you and then trying to be present as often as possible with Evie when I'm nursing and, and even when I'm not, when she just wants to play or talk and then it's like, okay, so maybe it's going to be a couple hours extra at night before I go to bed of work, but I'd rather take those hour, hour or two during the day and spend it focusing rather than worrying about the other things I have to do. So for me, the time I put in, in therapy, working on being present, I think has been incredibly beneficial for, um, continuing a gratitude practice. Yeah. I wanted to jump in and interject too. I mean, everything that you said is, is beautiful and wonderful. And I learned a lot from you in terms of intentional, like mindset stuff. So I just want you to know that you're, Oh, that you're means definitely a lot. I learned from you. <laughs> um, and something that I, so I think I heard about this from RC from rubies and radishes. Mm-hmm. Um, she had posted about it a while back, but basically she was trying to instill in her daughter, a, a feeling or an attitude of gratitude. And so one thing that she said that she's done because leaving for leaving anywhere, any place or like transitioning from one thing activity to another, um, or maybe having to give up a toy or whatever is really hard for kids, especially Mm -hmm. young kids. And so what she's done instead of saying like, bye, or, you know, we can't do that anymore. We're, we're leaving. It's more, it's like thanking the place or the object or whatever it is that you're doing, thanking it for being, being there for allowing I us to I remember seeing it. that. Yeah. yeah. And so I've been trying to do that, um, with the kids. And so for instance, like with Camille, again, she's only 16 months old, but like at night we read books, we read like five books a night because she's in that stage where she'll ask for more and more and more. And I'm happy to oblige her, but um, at the end, you know, we'll turn off the light and we'll say, thank you, book. Like, thank you, you know, for letting us read you. And like, we'll see you tomorrow. We'll say night, night to the books. And she'll like basically make out with a book, just like kissing it all over. (laughs) That's so sweet. (laughs) It's really sweet. But that's, you know, that's one instance for, you know, thanking, gratitude. We're grateful that this book exists, that we can experience it. And it's the same with like when we're leaving the park or we're leaving the library, we'll say, thanks library. Like, we'll see you again next time. Um, and so I know it sounds silly, but it's just the practice of it. It's the practice of saying thank you to something for the experience or whatever it is that you've gotten from that object or place or person. Um, and so my hope is that by starting early with the kids, they will do that more without prompt, um, on their own. And so, and the other things you said, you know, changing the language around certain things I get to rather than I have to, like, for instance, I have to go to work today. Oh my gosh. Or I have to make dinner. And you know, it's more like I get to go to work. I have this job. That's amazing. I'm lucky to have it. I get to make dinner for my family when some people, you know, don't get to use the quality ingredients that I do and you know, all of that good stuff. And then also, when you're going through a really hard time, um, focusing more on a lot of times I have a tendency to say it's, it's always going to be like this. Like I'm always stressed. I'm always this way. It's going to be like this forever versus I change my mindset to be more like, this is how it is right now. This is not how it's always going to be. 
Um, that's, and that's huge. I love that. Super helpful because it's like, you know, it's last week we were all like freaking out, stressed out, like crying. <laughs> yeah. And it's like this week it's completely different. And it's like keeping those moments in perspective. Like right. it's not going to be like this forever. This is how it is right now. We can, and that's such it. a practice in being present, mm-hmm. you know, not focusing on the future. It's like this moment right now, live in it, be in it. Mm-hmm. It's happening. And, but then the next moment will be a, a different moment and living in it is, you know, I think that's so cool. Yeah. Um, sweet. Yeah. Gratitude. It's, it's, uh, it's amazing how, um, practicing gratitude on a daily basis can so impact mood and the, and therefore impact relationships with your children and your spouse and all of it, just feeling grateful versus feeling like you're wanting for things. Um, it's huge. And, you know, we're in a place right now where there's a lot that we don't have. Like, you know, we do money, something we have to think about on a daily basis, mm-hmm. but we're also in a place where we understand that we are still so lucky and there's so many people with so much less. And, um, it's kind of like a, a lifestyle choice. You know, we choose Rusty's home a lot during the day. And so I, when, what, what I'll do oftentimes is I'll, when I'm stressed about money, and I think, man, if he was just, you know, if we had, if we were working a little harder, had more jobs or we bring in more money, but then what's the sacrifice? So what would we be giving up is more time with him at home with our daughter, which I wouldn't trade for anything at this point because, you know, should he could work more and then I'd probably have to pay someone to come help at the house. And so it's just, I think it's all a perspective thing. And so I'm, I'm, you know, coming back to the gratitude piece and what am I grateful for? And then the things that I want, would I lose what I'm grateful for in order to get those things that I want? And I think Mm -hmm. that's where it can be really powerful to focus first on the gratitude and then on maybe what you're missing or think you're missing in life. And then how do those two things compare? What would you have to give up out of your gratitude, the things you're grateful for in order to get those things you want? And I feel like we always have this mindset of like, once I get here, wherever Mm -hmm. that's like in your job or your relationship or money, I'm going to be happier. Like I've got to get to this destination. And once I get there, everything's going to be great. But it's, it's changing your mindset from happiness or, you know, happiness as a destination, like someplace you're going to eventually get to just a practice is every day. It's, it's a, it's a, not a destination. It's a adventure. It's a ride. It's, it's the daily um, mm-hmm. And it's not to say that once you do get X, Y, Z, you're going to be any better off than you are now. So it's really like you said, focusing on the moments that are, you're having now and the positives behind those moments. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's all about cherishing, yeah, it. cherishing <laughs> it and the mindset behind it. And, and again, it's like Laura and I are not perfect. We have, like I said, we have days where we, I, there are days when I'm like, I cannot be grateful I have to really, like, I have to very much, like, force myself to, and sometimes it feels forced, but then at the end of the day, even when I force myself to, and it may feel inauthentic at that time, I still feel better afterwards Mm -hmm. um, forcing myself to do it um, than I would have if I just wallowed, I guess is the word. (laughs) Right. Just shifting the mind. And it's amazing. I mean, this goes on like a biological level and just the impact on the nervous system and the neurological system and shifting that mindset. And we talk a little bit about this with Melissa and the eating psychology episode, but like the way that our brain is, is wired, we can flip the switch and, Mm -hmm. and change the story. And you can take one thing and just through a little bit of mindset work, flip the whole script and from being super negative to you know, our body reacts to the story that we tell ourselves. And so if we can change the story a little bit, for instance, like the, you know, I I don't have, we don't have a ton of money right now, but, but, but that's actually an okay thing because we have enough Mm -hmm. and we get time together. And Mm -hmm. so it's, you know, it's kind of one of those things where it's trying to change the story we tell ourselves and just by practicing gratitude, that's one way to change the story. And I Mm -hmm. think that's pretty powerful. Absolutely. Yeah. Yay. I feel so grateful and thankful. Me too. It's such a good way where it's like midweek or it's Wednesday right now. We're recording. I'm grateful for you. And you guys, both of us are so grateful for this tribe, the tribe that's building the listeners for this podcast. I know we both get messages and emails and notes and direct messages on Instagram of you guys sharing your stories and how we've in some way impacted you. And I cannot tell you, Jess and I have each cried um, multiple times from messages that we've got from you guys. So we're grateful for you. Those little notes mean so much to us and we're grateful for all the women. And I think some men too, in the modern mama's mm-hmm. tribe on Facebook who are supporting each other and just like seeing all of this support and this whole realm of like, there's, there's zero judgment, just love. And so I think that's, um, 
really incredible. And it makes us want to do this more and more. Mm -hmm. You guys definitely keep us showing up uh, each week. So, and thank you. So thank you for that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, uh, Happy Thanksgiving to yeah. you. I know I'll talk to you before Thanksgiving, but we're a week, about a week away, and we're super excited, and I hope you guys all have a wonderful Thanksgiving, too. Yeah, absolutely. And please, um, if I am still looking for some traditions to, like, incorporate with, uh, uh, with our family, if you have something that you're just like, oh, my gosh, we do this every year, and it's amazing, message me, because I want to know. I mean, I'll probably be too late for this year, but... I'm just always curious about what everyone else is doing. I love hearing all of that stuff. So reach out. So fun. Totally. Okay. All right. Well, happy, happy day, friend. And all you listening, <laughs> uh, don't forget to, you can find us on all the social media. Well, we're mostly on Instagram. Let's mm-hmm. be honest. Mm-hmm. Jess is Jess.HoldTheSpace. I'm Laura.RadicalRoots. You can email us at ModernMamasPodcast at gmail.com. You can find show notes on each one of our websites, respectively. Just you can go to whosoever you like click on podcast. You'll find all the show notes there and, um, feel free to reach out whenever and please subscribe and, um, leave us a review and spread the word. We're yep. ever so grateful. <laughs> yep. And join the, the tribe on Facebook too. We're pretty active there. So, um, that's a good place to find us. All right. Thank you guys. We will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, Jess here. Just wanted to give you the heads up on a great deal that we don't want you to miss out on. Laura and I have recently teamed up with our friends at ButcherBox to bring you an amazing offer on premium grass-fed, hormone, and antibiotic-free meats delivered right to your door. We've absolutely been loving the opportunity to put together our own custom boxes of the highest quality beef, pork, and chicken. And we definitely don't want you guys to miss out on the chance to try it too. Right now, if you visit butcherbox.com forward slash modern mamas, you get the chance to get $10 off of your first box plus two free 10-ounce grass-fed ribeyes. You definitely don't want to miss out on this deal, friends, so get on it.